Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, November 2nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Many in Missouri are being prescribed certain anti-anxiety drugs because of a lack of mental health care. But long-term use of those medications is leading to other problems for some. I do things and not remember, kind of like amnesia, almost like being drunk when you're on them, and it wasn't enjoyable by any means. We'll explore the impact of overprescribed medications for anxiety in just a few minutes. St. Louis health officials are making plans to begin vaccinating children ages 5 to 11 against coronavirus as soon as federal officials give their final approval. That could be as early as this week. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports. Erin Armconnect and her husband got the COVID-19 vaccine months ago, but the South St. Louis couple has continued to take precautions because they're worried their seven-year-old son, Sam, might get infected. Armconnect says they're planning to get him vaccinated as soon as possible. It wasn't really a question for us. We knew that it would be something that (laughs) when we saw that it was available, we would be greatly relieved. The Food and Drug Administration authorized the Pfizer vaccine for emergency use in children as young as five last week. An advisory panel to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention will meet Tuesday to make final recommendations. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has signed an executive order declaring gun violence a public health crisis. It will allow the state to spend an additional quarter billion dollars over the next three years on initiatives to reduce gun violence. Democratic State Senator L.G. Sims of Chicago is praising the promised new investment. A budget is a moral document. It's a statement of your responsibilities, a statement of your priorities, a commitment of $250 million over three years to hit this problem head on. That is a tremendous statement of our priorities. Illinois is already spending more than half a billion dollars this year on violence prevention, diversion, and youth employment programs, some of that money made possible by federal stimulus dollars. St. Louis residents have their first look at the possible makeup of the Board of Aldermen when it goes from 28 wards to 14. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on the just-released draft map. Currently, more than 70 percent of the city's 79 neighborhoods are represented by at least two aldermen, and some have as many as five. Board President Lewis Reed says the draft map keeps most neighborhoods intact. He says the proposal also includes seven so-called minority preference wards. Reed says there is still work to be done, especially in densely populated areas of South St. Louis, like Dutchtown and Bevo. This is meant to be a working document. Uh, this gives us an opportunity to do that work um, out in the public. The committee drawing the wards will hold virtual public hearings on Tuesday and Wednesday. A map must be finished by December 31st. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Voters in some Missouri communities head to the polls today. Sales tax hikes are on the ballot in Kirkwood and Darden Prairie. The proposed increases are for street maintenance and repair. A property tax rate increase is being decided in Ladue. Part of it would support police and fire departments. There are also tax issues on the ballot in the St. Louis County communities of Bella Villa and Lakeshire. 
The University of Missouri plans to spend $1.5 billion in the next decade to hire 300 faculty and staff to enhance the university's research mission. Officials say the initiative will use new and existing revenue to recruit about 150 tenured and tenure-track faculty and 150 new staff members. The plan also includes performance-based salary increases for faculty and staff, investments in new or upgraded scientific facilities, and resources to improve student academic success, including improved graduation rates. Missouri had the country's fourth highest rate of residents taking anti-anxiety pills before the pandemic. The research is from St. Louis-based pharmacy benefits management company Express Scripts. Medical experts say the state's lack of mental health care coverage is prompting doctors to overprescribe the medications, leading to long-lasting problems for some patients. Alex Smith reports. When Emily Zide was in her early 20s, she started experiencing panic attacks after surviving a sexual assault. Where she lived near Branson, Missouri, the wait lists for local mental health services ran eight months. So instead, she went to her primary care doctor, who prescribed her Xanax for daily use. Zide says the initial relief provided by the meds was quickly overshadowed by their side effects. I do things and not remember, kind of like amnesia almost like being drunk when you're on them, and it wasn't enjoyable by any means. Zide was doing ballet, but she says the effects of the medications caused her to quit dance. When she told doctors, they dismissed her complaints and increased her dose. Within a few months, she struggled completing even routine activities. I felt like just a shell. Even though Xanax, Clonopin, Valium, and other benzodiazepines have been around for decades, they've only been thoroughly tested in trials for a few weeks' use. But it's now understood they can significantly impair cognition, memory, and concentration. Still, use of these drugs is widespread. Even before the pandemic, almost 6% of Missouri residents were prescribed benzodiazepines, according to industry data. That's the fourth highest prescription rate in the U.S., and research suggests it's because Missouri has a serious lack of mental health care providers. Washington University psychiatrist Jesse Gold explains that today, specialists prefer to treat anxiety with therapy and antidepressants. Benzodiazepines still have a use, she says, but only for short-term or crisis use. They're definitely the psychiatrist version of an opiate. They're definitely the medicines that we go like, does this person need this? Is this right? The problem is psychiatrists are hard to find in Missouri. The state has the largest percentage of areas with mental health provider shortages in the U.S. And that leaves a lot of Missourians turning to primary care doctors for help with anxiety. Harvard researchers have found that these physicians, rather than psychiatrists, are doing much of the prescribing of benzodiazepines. It's unclear how many Missourians are taking these drugs for more than a few weeks, but studies estimate that about a quarter of benzodiazepine patients in the U.S. are long-term users. This can lead to tolerance to the medications and dependence on them for everyday functioning. Stanford psychiatrist Anna Lemke explains that this problematic use of benzodiazepines is happening in the same places we see opioid abuse and for the same reasons. So we see um, more benzodiazepine and opioid prescribing in areas where there's uh, socioeconomic distress, 
where access to healthcare is um, not as equitable and where people lack access to alternative treatments for things like anxiety. In the last year, the FDA issued a black box warning about the risks of benzodiazepines, and a recently approved law in Missouri will increase the insurance reimbursement for mental health care, a move that advocates say will help address provider shortages. Benzodiazepine patient groups say there's still a lot of work to be done to warn the public about these medications and to help the long-term users who want to get off them. Even when a patient wants to quit benzodiazepines, the process of doing so can cause increased anxiety, insomnia, even seizures. After a year, Emily Zide finally stopped taking Xanax, and she described the months of withdrawal as entering the gates of hell. Now that she's through the worst of it, Zaid says she's taking a different approach to dealing with trauma. Because I've learned that you have to process it and deal with it, and it's far better than the anxiety that you'd ever experience from benzo damage. I'm Alex Smith. Alex is a reporter at KCUR in Kansas City. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.